Hi, Defy Gravity listeners. How are you today? Uh, I'm excited again. We've got Jerry Lynn Fabian back. Hi, Jerry Lynn. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I um, am happy to have you back. Another great conversation. Um, we, we picked a topic that is going to be really interesting um, and potentially difficult for, well, for me, because I, it, it was spurred by some work that I've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks ago, you know, as the temperature in Michigan starts to warm up, my, I started getting extreme swelling in my hands and my lower parts of my legs and my feet. And then even my face was starting to puff up. And I went through all my normal naturopath stuff. I have bioplasma cell salts and adjusting the potassium sodium balance and a few more vegetables and more water, um, putting my feet up, you know, those usual things. And it did very, very little (laughs) to impact that. And um, so I, I shifted gears. I did a couple of things with essential oils, tried that, tried a couple of herbs, uh, really wasn't getting anywhere. And um, I started digging into the energetic, emotional components of uh, the swelling that I was dealing with and the heat, excuse me. And um, I cleared a few things. Those were, those made a slight difference. I could see my toes again. Um, but I was still, especially around the top part of the foot and the ankle, that lower part of the leg and even my hands, like I can't put any of my rings on right now because they were so swollen Mm. and so full of fluid. And, um, as I kind of got into meditation and, and started asking for guidance, the word hatred came up and it was in the third and fourth auric layer. You might need to explain that for most people. Okay, so yeah, so that gets into the um, the uh, mental and the physical layer, and then we get even in it connects to blueprint, but it's like a disconnection because the fifth layer to me is like the blueprint, our perfect um, God-given blueprint. Uh, so mentally, hatred, right, affecting my physical mm-hmm. body, and I thought, well, goodness, I don't think I hate myself. So let me dig into that a little bit more. And what came up was years of self-hatred for myself related to my physical body. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've never been a size four and we live in a society that wants us all to look like supermodels on the front cover of Cosmo. Um, And that I, I hated myself for not being that I hated mm-hmm. myself for not being funny enough, not being smart enough, not being good enough, perfect enough. Um, that led to a lot of disgust with myself. Um, and even it, it, it projected outward as disgust for people who are fortunate enough to, to naturally have that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of that became jealousy and envy. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I normally we run through, like, I need to release all of these things mm-hmm. and that's been my normal response. But, but more recently I've shifted to let me embrace the pieces of myself that have not had enough love with love. And so that's the shadow work side of things mm-hmm. um, and embracing ourselves as we are. Right. 
And so I shifted into, let me see how I can send as much love for myself into that space, which is not easy work. Um, and, you know, I do a lot of my work on my own, so I have to self <laughs> push. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, you know, those hard things come up. So getting, getting my heart center to to balance out and be like, okay, let me send myself some more love, acceptance and understanding um, that it's okay that I was there and it's okay that I said those things to myself and it's now okay that I, that I love myself mm -hmm. uh, and, and rebuild that or reconnect to the, the heart center. And um, so then I went through the disgust piece of it and I had to release the trapped emotional energy of disgust. Um, and it was in lots of different spaces. So I felt all these sensations and tingles and movement and shifting and tears came up. And then um, Friday morning, my, we were headed up north to go uh, take a little bit of a two day vacation before we kick into the busy summer. And I'd been dealing with an overheating situation in my car. So how interesting that my body's overheating and my car's overheating mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, we put like you know, a new radiator. Everywhere, new, right? <laughs> right? We ha it had a new radiator, a new temperature gauge. We get two hours from home, the car overheats again. So we end up at a, a, a mechanic shop, super nice guy. He tells me what's going on, that it's going to be an expensive fix, and I break down into tears. Now, I realize I'm not crying because my car broke down. I'm not crying because I have to pay for auto repairs. I'm sobbing because it was like the, it was like the trigger mechanism of this floodgate. Mm -hmm. get, you know, let's release, release all of this sadness that was flowing to the surface. And I'll be, to be candid with you, it felt like it was all sitting right here. Yeah. Like it felt like I had this, I, I don't want to think I was being choked, but it really did feel like there was this pressure up into this space. And I can't, you can't speak my own truth because my truth is buried under this. I hate myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had to come to the conclusion that I was going to need a new vehicle. And as you said earlier, right, good analogy, <laughs> time to think about getting into a different vehicle. And now, <laughs> you know, I have to think about getting into a different vehicle of expression for my own self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So throughout the weekend, I would see, you know, the girls in their cute little summer outfits. And it, at first it was a lot of jealousy. You know, I'd love mm -hmm. to be able to wear those shorts or I'd love to be able to wear that bathing suit. And, um, so then I did the, the internal work, the whole Pono Pono, the Pod Pock, the, you know, the tools that I've got. And um, that I saw that starting to shift as well. And um, then I went through dislike. That was the other. I kind of, I, I dislike myself. I dislike how strong I am. I dislike how vocal I am. I did, you know, all the things that really are how God wired me, mm -hmm. but I dislike those things. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Because they do not fit into probably what the expectations of people surrounding might be. Um, yeah. If I could, you know, interject, I want to say that um, just in case there might be somebody listening who totally, I'm sure there are people who totally identify with all of the things you're saying, that I actually admired the first thing that you did, which was to acknowledge that, okay, something is going on inside. All right. And, and many times people do what 
we're used to is putting a band-aid or finding the external factors to try and solve the surface issue or the symptom, but then you decided to go within. And that's another awesome thing. One of the things I tell people all the time is when you get to the point where you acknowledge that there is an issue, you're also, in acknowledge, you're also acknowledging that there is a solution, right? You're mm. actually releasing that burden of trying to fix things by acknowledging, okay, something is going on here and it needs to be fixed. From the time you say that, you're actually opening up yourself to receive the solution. And it's going to happen. Life is going to teach you. There are times when we want it to happen because we don't like how it feels. But I also like what you said about owning that and becoming friends with that. Um, I think if there is anything that would need to be released when people are dealing with their stuff is the shame and guilt that comes with that, right? That is what keeps people stuck. Shame and guilt about feeling jealous. Shame and guilt about feeling like I should do better or I should know better based on all the knowledge that I've known. Shame and guilt about <laughs> right. I should be further ahead than where I am right now, right? And that shame and guilt actually brings you back into those old emotions, which repeats the cycle and all of that. So I like what you said. One of the things I say all the time is where you are is okay. The decisions that we make in life are a direct reflection of the experiences and the beliefs that we hold on to. You cannot yeah. do more than where you're at in the moment. You know, and so it makes no sense for us to judge ourselves based on what we're experiencing in the moment. It really doesn't. You know, it's based on social conditioning. We feel like there is some mark that we need to achieve. And if we're not there, then we're not, you know, like you said, there are images around that are that make it easy to compare ourselves and say, Oh, I'm not there. This is the mark. And what I've discovered is sometimes they're looking at other aspects about you and thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm not there. You know, and so what we find in society is that everybody's going around comparing ourselves to each other when I believe when we start to go inward, we realize, like you said, we are beautiful. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are, we are who we came in this world to be. It's there. It's there. It exists. It's not something you have to go find. It's there. And what happens yeah. is it's just buried, like you said, buried beneath everything. Everything has mm. gotten up to here and it's, it's, it seems so overwhelming to the point where it's almost impossible to experience what's already there, right? Yeah. So what needs to happen then is not so much, at, at least from where I'm coming from, not so much on focusing on what the problem is, but shifting focus to, like you said, um, shifting focus to embracing those parts of you that have been disgusting or embracing those parts of you that that seem like that made something wrong with you, right? Even yeah. the things, all right? That everybody every so often gets a little moments of jealousy. <laughs> but acknowledging, right. hey, where is that coming from? Why am I feeling this way in this moment? That alone shifts you right back into, this is not who I am. I was created for more than this. It doesn't feel good when I experience this. I want to feel something better. You put that intention out, the answer already exists. That's how it goes. You know, there are people who are filled with jealousy and they don't even realize that they have it. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So to, to be at a point where you recognize that this is where this is coming from. I do not like how it feels. And because I do not like how it feels, there is a solution to deal with that. That to mm -hmm. me is amazing. I like when I experience um, 
people doing that work because like you said, it's really, it, in hindsight, it's not hard, but because we've not been taught to do much introspection yeah. and we live in a society where most people thrive on presenting a facade and we've had to acclimate to that society in order to survive then when the time comes and we have to face ourselves and consider the possibility that people have been seeing some of the things that we have been trying to hide, then that mm -hmm. sometimes makes us want to hide even more. But then that's, the real, that's really the same thing that prepares us to launch our best vision of ourselves. It's the hardest part and it's the easiest part. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, and it might be that thing we're trying to hide uh, and not deal with is keeping the people away that we want to have in our lives. Exactly. People that can benefit, that help us, the jobs that we want, the, the, the business, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. you know, that thing you think you're hiding from the world because it's energy, it's still mm -hmm. there, it's yeah. still in your field. Um, it may cause you to say something that you wouldn't have said otherwise because it's deep down in there and it's, you know, your subconscious mind likes programming and yes. it will rerun the program over and over and over again. And so, yeah, you might have this person you really would love to connect with, but can't seem to find that connection because the, the layering is what's speaking and not your true heart. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes asking yourself, who is doing, who is doing the talking right now? Hmm. Who's dominating this little, um, um, there's a cartoon that I looked at some years ago. It's a French cartoon. It's in English, but I think it was made by this Frenchman and it's called, I need to find it, it will probably come back to me. But it's about these, I think four children in the mind of somebody and they're having to relate to each other and one is fair and one is controlled and one is, but they have cute names. And it's a perfect analogy of what goes on in all our brains because many times the fear kicks in and you have to say, oops, take your seat. You don't have any rain in this situation. I've got this, okay? <laughs> you know, yeah. control tries to dominate and you have to say, okay, where's this coming from? All right relax, everything's going to be okay, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes in the process, um, I've had some <laughs> interesting aha moments where um, it, all it would take, like you said, is a trigger, and you realize, oh, these experiences just came back to the surface, where is that coming from, and the interesting thing is, it's happening all for you, it's not happening yeah to make you feel bad is happening to let you see, hey, this thing is still there and it's, it's gonna keep coming up because it's an auto default. All it needs is a button to be pressed and it's, it's gonna present itself. Right? Right. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm, as I'm, I'm working to connect with more people and, and building a platform that requires me to share and speak more, um, it has also required me to think more and, and connect more to my authentic self. Yeah. Um, and to get there, uh, all of these pieces need to be reformulated or repainted, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Not that any of them are bad necessarily, but once they're identified, you know, the trigger you said, the, the, the trigger this time was a physical trigger. My body gave me something new and different. 
which caused mm -hmm. me to pay attention to it and go, okay, what's really going on here? Um, which then by doing this work, clearing this self-hatred, the disgust, the envy, the jealousy, et cetera, will take me closer to speaking from my authentic heart. Right. And you know, that's one of the biggest, if I could say, blessings um, that I've encountered. Um, knowing that recognizing what I am passionate about was one thing. Acknowledging that while the passion is there, there were some things that actually hindered me from being able to bring my full self and offer that towards others who may need it. Yes. And experiencing the journey towards that point. And I don't think there's ever a point when anybody ever says, I've, I've arrived and I get there. All right. But being so self-aware that you are mindful of how experiences are contributing to who you have come into this world to be. Right. Yeah. So I'll give you an experience. Some years ago, I, to this day, there's still people who think I'm secretive, but the people who are closest to me know that I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm an open book. However, the, it is a fact that some years ago, there were some things that I would not want people to see about me. Mm -hmm. But my passion would, was always to be a light that helps people to find their own light. Not to tell people what to do. That's never been my jam, <laughs> right? But to direct people to align with who they came into this world to be. Well, how am I going to do this by hiding off and closing off myself? You know, right. that those two don't go together. And so what mm -hmm. I have found is that um, many times when people are able to connect, when people are able to um, align with their true self, one, they realize, wait a minute, this is not somebody who's had it all figured out coming to me and letting me know you need to get up to here. This is somebody who's able to share practical experiences of how they have gone through their own experiences. You know, the very same things that most people, we, again, going back to this structure where we have to present a facade, you, you would be told in certain settings, you know, if you're a professional and if you're going to be a leader, then, you know, sure. you cannot present then your faults. Um, what I have found is showing people that I'm able to be aware of what they are and being willing to consistently seek to be a better version of myself is what people receive as being authentic. Yeah. Right. So when that is your aim and your goal in life, you're going to have experiences that are going to push you in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> they sure have. <laughs> oh, it's been, you know, it is, um, there's no fear around it, but it, it certainly had these moments of challenge and I have to check myself. Not, I mean, five years ago, it was far worse. Um, I was more inauthentic than I was authentic. Oh, yeah. Um, today I sometimes have to go, okay, my, my true self says this, <laughs> like internally I have to have this dialogue and this discussion. So yeah, I, I completely get it. Um, and it is a totally growth process. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly enough, when we got home, um, I pulled up some of my resource guides. And the first one I went to, uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorites, Heal Your Body A to Z by Louise Hay. And I thought, okay, so I want to do a little bit of uh, back searching uh, and, and see what this has to say. So I went to circulation. 
Um, and the probable cause for in this circulation, because that was one of the primary things it presented as, represents the ability to feel and express the emotions in positive ways. The new thought pattern is, I am free to circulate love and joy in every part of my world. I love life. Mm -hmm. And if you think about, um, you know, jealousy, envy, self-hatred, etc., very hard to circulate love and joy when you're in a place of jealousy, right? Right. Um, and then I went to muscles because muscles have been my challenge and my legs were really challenged this weekend. So muscles, probable cause, resistance to new experiences. Muscles represent our ability to move in life. So the new thought pattern is I experience life as a joyous dance. So again, <laughs> you know, it comes back to experiencing life in a joyous place. And when I had first picked up the book, I kind of flipped it open in the first page that came open, and I always love to like pay attention to what the universe is showing me, was eye problems. And under astigmatism, so I have a double astigmatism, mm -hmm. I, meaning the letter I, I self, mm -hmm. I fear of really seeing the self. And then the thought, thought pattern is, I am now willing to see my own beauty and magnificence. Right. And so those three things together, right? This, this idea of I, I'm disgusted by the way I look. I see my own beauty and magnificence. That's the I piece of it. I'm willing to move forward and express and allow love to flow and circulate, right? And then I can express life in a joyous dance. Right, right. So pieces of it right exactly exactly and you know the 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 terms that we use many times for the symptoms that we experience if we were to just like i said with you with the car right stop and pay attention to the words that we're saying inability i have i'm not able to see right now or i'm yeah. having difficulty seeing well yeah. these are not the only ways that you're able to see in life right we see and then we see, <laughs> right? right? And so right. there are times when if, if we're not aware of what we're being shown, because it's not that we're not being guided, we're always being guided. Um, I did a, right. a presentation this weekend and I, and I reminded people that you're always being guided, but when our beliefs, um, beliefs that no longer serve us, um, I believe at some point, every belief that we've ever had has service for a time. That's my personal yeah. belief. But there comes a time when you have to reevaluate how is this serving me in this moment? And yeah. um, when we get to a point where they're no longer serving us and we're receiving guidance that suggests away from that, that's when we come to the point where we have difficulty, you know, and we start experiencing the symptoms. So the symptoms are just saying, hey, you're past this point. This no longer serves you. You need to step it up a notch. You know how is this affecting you? And so it it then goes back to yeah. not even seeing. Our job now is not to try and fix the seeing. Our job now is to try and I hate the word try to seek to release what no longer serves us because trying involves a lot of effort and fight. You know, but it's just a matter <laughs> of allowing. It's really a matter of allowing. Um, because every yeah. desire we have, it's already possible to be dealt with. You know, there yeah. is no fight that needs to be done in terms of healing. The, the easy, I believe the easiest thing there is to do is to heal. 
but it happens when we are able to make the connection between what we're experiencing and what we're feeling. So if yeah. I'm being shown something and my belief keeps me stuck, then I ask, I don't sit down and try to figure it out. I ask, show me the beliefs that I'm holding on to that no longer serves me. And many yeah. times I encounter somebody, <laughs> I encounter a situation that faces me where I have to decide, okay, this is how I've been dealing with this. Where has that been coming from? Is it from a need to please everybody else around me? Is it coming from a, of a place of um, my connection to family that makes me feel indebted to choose this way as opposed to where I'm being guided? Is it coming yeah. from a need to hide myself or to show myself? You know, those are the questions that, you, that start coming to you. And then once you're able mm -hmm. to be honest with yourself and release that, you know, okay, this is where this is coming from. I see how it's connected to all the way when I was three years old and somebody told me that if I didn't do this, then they wouldn't love me anymore. So I realized that to receive love, I had to perform. And if I didn't perform, yeah. then love was it with help. Am I saying something? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know? You make that connection and you see how all the way into your 30s, 40s, 50s, that yeah. that pattern has been continued. You have to bless that little child who didn't know any better, release her, all right, so that the new you can shine. Yeah. Embrace that three-year-old and show her some love. Yes. yes. Does that three-year-old, yes. we don't recognize that three-year-old still exists. As long right. as we're functioning from the same fr framework, that three-year-old is still alive and kicking. Absolutely. <laughs> because the subconscious mind has no con no concept of time. Exactly. Three, 33, or, or 93. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind is still living at that three-year-old moment that you exactly. were hurt or wounded, as some people like to say. Um, so let's talk a minute about tools and, and things that, um, are helpful. I, I, I used Ho'oponopono as a tool this weekend. Love that prayer. It's about taking responsibility for our own actions, right? And our own, uh, thoughts and feelings and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm sorry. I love you. Forgive me. Thank you. Um, and it, I've heard it said in more, multiple orders, the four key elements, I'm sorry, please forgive me, mm -hmm. I love you, and thank you. Those are the pieces of it. I'm sorry that, you know, that was said. I'm sorry that that happened. Um, please forgive me. Um, and that is, you can forgive yourself along with others. Uh, I love you, self-explanatory, and thank you. Thank you for your contribution to creating this you know, blossoming flower that is here. Um, I agree. So Ho'oponopono um, was helpful. Um, I did some Podpock. I did some Full Court of Atonement. Um, I did when a you lot mentioned of- mentioned something, the atonement. Can you explain what that is? I don't think I've heard of that one before. So the Full Court of Atonement um, is an amazing tool. And um, the idea being that um, in the spirit world, using the energy of our emotions, we can- um, we can restore um, emotional relationships. Now, when I, most of the time we say, we say relationships, meaning us and another individual spirit, okay? Mm -hmm. 
because, because this is happening on the astral plane it's happening where the spirits and the souls are um so oftentimes we think of with other people but we can restore our relationship with ourselves as well through the full court of atonement mm-hmm. um it it is angel led um and the work is done sort of in the in the unseen realm and um it is about um atoning for in other words taking responsibility for our actions our thoughts our our words our feelings and then reconciling that and healing relationship that healing on the soul level healing relationship so there's a karmic piece of it there's an akashic record piece of it there's all kinds of components to full court of atonement um and i use full court of atonement for all kinds of things um there's an unlimited usage for full court of, court of atonement um it is not always the appropriate tool for every instance um but i also believe that because because intention is most important if that's the only tool you think of at the moment use that one <laughs> okay um, and so um we may we may benefit by um having a quick conversation with uh, the lady who was given full court of atonement amy Ellis, because she's she really is this beautiful giving spirit who um shares full court of atonement willingly she uh, wrote a quick uh ebook on it she has a great website and even a facebook page so that's a really good one um pod Pock is part of access consciousness it's the point of destruction point of creation so we're you know we're running along like the three-year-old instance we're running along we're innocent and everything's great and we're happy and joyous and then at this very moment it destroyed that piece of happiness and created sadness or created grief or disgust or envy or whatever, whatever was created. So using Podpock, we go back to right before that moment and it basically erases the energetic emotional memory there. You may remember the experience, but it will not have the energetic um, fuel behind it. It will not emotionally control you any longer. Um, so that's a really good one. Um, uh, I used a visualization before that, um, mm, it's a, it's a flow visualization that I've been given related to bridges and water. It's very hard to explain. It would take a long time to explain it. Um, but it's a, it's a, I'm putting in my empath energizing program because it's a very, very powerful process um i do it intuitively so i'm not i'm not ready to teach it because mm-hmm. um of it that have been revealed to me intuitively but but to translate it into words it's not fully there yet i totally um, get that <laughs> <laughs> right um so and then using essential oils so um i came home and i used acceptance um that's a great blend bergamot bergamot however you want to pronounce it um orange any of the citrus oils i found myself lathering myself in lemon all weekend um because that's a really good brightening uplifting Mm -hmm. you know lemony sunshine um lots of lots of crystal work um were you led to any particular foods i'm curious um it's interesting you say that because um we were traveling and you know we normally on a vacation you're like i can eat whatever i want well i i do still um don't eat 100 percent of what is available to me but it was interesting because i was led to eat more salads than i normally would have 
um, and reject some things that I would have normally eaten. Um, I normally would have had a couple of drinks with each meal. I had one glass of cider the whole weekend okay. and a glass of wine. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's our normal relaxation um, pathway. I will say to you, and this was really interesting, is um, as I was wrestling with what to order for dinner, I was like, ooh, that sounds really good, but it's probably not like a flatbread with bread that's gluteny. Mm -hmm. And I would have normally ordered it and just suffered the consequences. And then I thought to myself, you're not letting yourself have very much fun with food. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I asked. <laughs> and um, I, I reconciled it um, is that I'm having fun with whatever I'm eating whether I'm eating a flatbread or uh, a mushroom or a salad. Um, so I had to work through some of those judgmental emotions as well. <laughs> right, because again, because situations teach you, it's like all around, right? So mm -hmm. if I'm not have, if there's no, if there's little satisfaction in how I feel about myself, then everything on the external is gonna reflect that back to me. And you know, the food factor hits home for me too. So I've, I've yeah. also often had to have a conversation. Where is this coming from? Why are you having this? You're looking right. for more sweetness in life? Is that mm -hmm. what you're lacking? You're lacking from some sweetness in life. So you're trying to get it on the external, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are times when you are aware you actually led to the things that you're needing. So I've found that for me, the times when either I'm feeling very confident or I need a boost of confidence, a lot of yellow foods um, attract me. Yeah. Mangoes, yeah. pineapples, papayas, those types of foods. And I have no problem having a full bowl of fruits for breakfast and that's satisfying yeah. for me, you know? Um, there are times when, um, you know, you mentioned the, the salad. I've found at times when I'm really wanting a lot of greens, my heart needs some, some extra loving, you know? Yeah. And, and that helps as well, because not only do I feel physically better, anytime I want to um, increase my alacrity, salad is the best way to go for me, right? But so not only do I feel more alert, but I also feel more connected. Most people mm -hmm. might not even realize how the foods that they eat affect them emotionally. So what I yeah. realize is when I'm eating more salads and I feel more alert and I'm more aware, I actually do feel more um, connected and aligned with people around me. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, you're talking about different means and I thought I'd ask that, but I, I'm not sure if you were continuing to explain some of the protocols that you've been using. No, it's fine. I do want to make one other point that I feel very strongly to make is that, um, one of the reasons I have, um, originally I avoided alcohol uh, for a long time because it, um, it was perceived as a bad thing, right? Um, I reconciled it to, I'm okay having a glass of wine or some cider with friends, but I'm also okay with not drinking at all. Oh yeah. Um, and then, I, then it came up as a bit of a, um, a, a recognition that drinking alcohol to the point of um, where it's beginning to take control, if you will, um, for me became a um, numbing avoidance technique. And I don't want to numb this situation and I don't want to avoid it because I also know that resistance is one of our biggest reasons why we don't move forward. Right. And if we just 
across the resistance and move into the space and be uncomfortable for 10 minutes, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can avoid it for weeks and then it takes 10 minutes and it's gone. Now, mind you, what I worked through, you know, was five or six days, not continuous, but periods of, ooh, I got something to work on, let me do this. Or we were driving and I was doing some work. So it was not a, you know, it was not an um, encumbrance by any means. Um, but I did not want to avoid doing the work by numbing myself with alcohol. Right. So yes, I had a glass of my husband. Yes, I had a glass of cider because I enjoy cider and I enjoy the taste of the rose wine, but one glass was fine. It and wasn't. That's, yeah, that's okay. You know, I, I have the personal view that people do not get addicted to substances. They get addicted mm -hmm. to how they feel when they, when they have those substances. Um, yeah. And for some people, that releases a certain level of resistance, and that may be what they need at that time. All right. Yeah. I've I've heard of many people say that just a little bit of wine, I've experienced this. It releases your inhibitions. You know, it makes you feel more comfortable to speak. That is just evidence that that already exists. And when you feel it during those times, it's showing you that you have the ability to do it without the alcohol. Right. So I'm on the same page with you. Um, Ever so often you have a glass of wine or something and it's coming from a very aligned place. The effect that those substances have on individuals are usually closely connected to where they are vibrationally in that moment. So if you're happy and free and excited and aligned and you have a glass of wine, guess what? It's just going to make you more happy and free and excited <laughs> and aligned. If you're depressed and you know, sad and alone and all of those things, you drink a glass of wine, it may numb that feeling for a bit, which is why people who are in that state tend to go back to it because not only it, it, it numbs it, but then when, yeah. once it wears off, then those feelings even magnify, right? So it all right. has to do with where everything has to be a conscious decision. Why am I doing this? Am I doing yeah. this to numb what I'm feeling? Or am I just having a very sociable night and I feel like having a glass of wine so I can relax? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you <Yes>. know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agreed. The only other things that I might add um, that I was very intentional to do was a lot of outdoor time and grounding. Um, I found myself <laughs> just staring at the trees. We were in the middle of the woods up north, so many trees and just staring at the trees. And I said to my husband, I said, I can't get enough of the trees this weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were feeding that, like you said, the green, the hard energy, they were feeding that. Um, and then I was very insistent that every opportunity I had, I got to put my legs in the water and it's cold up there. I mean, we're up North Michigan, that water is 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I was standing in this, ice cold water and it was just an opportunity to kind of go okay take whatever <laughs> whatever needs to be taken take it uh give me whatever is needed and um it just it just energetically realigned me mm -hmm. um and flushed out anything that may have been ready to move and gave it to mother earth where she can take care of it and do what needs right. to be done with it Right. So you mentioned, you mentioned grounding. So I'm not going to talk about that because that's exactly one of the things that um, always puts me back to a place where I can connect and then allow myself to receive once more. Right. If there's any resistance yeah. and I feel scattered, I need to find some grass, <laughs> I right. need to find some sand, 
some water and that just helps to calm me all the way down yeah. or um exposing myself to the sunset that also oh, helps yeah. me quite a bit i have always even before i knew any of this i've just always loved sunsets and yeah. what i'm realizing now from a conscious place is that it helps to um i mean i know the effect on the pineal gland and all of that but it also helps to ground me if i'm outdoors around the sunset bare feet that just helps to ground me um, interesting you mentioned the and excuse me the atonement stuff yes um and i smile because oftentimes many of the of the if i would call them protocols but the systems that i've used to become more aligned with who i am I would find out of the names after the fact. So oh, yeah. the first thing I started doing way back years ago, before I even knew any of this stuff was, I was led to, at the time it was all about prayer. Everything was prayer, prayer, prayer. And so I was led mm -hmm. to start writing down my prayers. My quote unquote prayers were com com completely different now than how they used to look back then. But what I, yeah. what I realized was that the writing help to transfer the scattered thoughts to an uh, mm -hmm. outlet where I could, re it was a form of releasing all of the extra chatter that was going on, putting it somewhere yeah. else so that my brain had the capacity to embrace other things. All right. So I started journaling and my journal, my, my prayer journals turned into regular journals where I review my day. It turned into gratitude journals but it mm -hmm. also made me more aware. So while I'm writing, I'd be receiving messages that led into a lot of other things that I started doing. Um, I remember when I was in church, and so I, well, not in church, I used to go to church, but one morning I, go, I woke up and as I'm writing, the thought that comes to mind is, everything you're looking for is inside of you. Mm. Now, if you know my background, like that's a far-fetched message to receive. That doesn't line up with anything I was taught. Everything right. that I'm supposed to be looking for is up there. So this right. message comes to me. Everything you're looking for is inside of you. I didn't know what to do with it. I put it on a poster and I placed it on the wall. And, yeah. and after that, what I realized is all the messages would come to me yeah. so that I can follow through on. And one of those was, um, I mentioned earlier, writing a letter to my younger self based mm -hmm. on what this older version of me knows. And with an awareness that that younger self was still dominating parts of my life, I yeah. had to communicate with her to release her, right? Right. And that's when it came to me that your brain really has no concept of time. I read this after the fact, you know? But yeah. in the moment while I was writing and I experienced the shift, I released her and she had no part in my current life, you know, anymore. The only time I ever go back to her is when, I'm, when I forget who I am. Because that younger child also reminds me who I am. You know, she yeah. was the child who always liked to engage people and laugh and talk and play. So every time I find myself uptight, I look back there and I say, this is who you really are. Bring that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I can't speak enough about meditating and sitting mm -hmm. still, finding time for yourself. Um, yeah. And based on what... Um, you're experiencing in the moment and your body's speaking to you, really just turning inward. If it's, like you said, difficulty seeing, I just ask, show me what I'm not seeing. I can't yeah. fight to see what I cannot see, but you're going to show it to me and I'm ready to receive. I make myself always ready to receive. 
Yes. So life continues to teach me and I have no issues doing the the work, right? It's, some, it's sometimes unpleasant and I spend times, you know, at times when things come to the surface, I have my boohoo moments and I cry, but I know that on the other side of that is relief, right? Yeah. The other thing that I've done um, was such a clarifying moment for me. I learned this from Abraham Hicks. When you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. Yes. So I've spent yeah. less time focusing on what I don't want. Yes. I acknowledge that this, since this is something unwanted in my life, the other side of this exists. So I'll, again, I make myself open to receive what's on the other side of this. Instead right. of placing focus on this thing that I don't like, this thing that I don't want, and right. sometimes it continues to surface ever so often. I have to redirect my thoughts. Something else exists on the other side. I'm open to receive. Always make yourself open to receive. Um, yeah. There are some other means that you also mentioned, the essential oils. There are times when, you know, we were talking about self-love self and all of those things. Well, when you realize that the physical symptoms connect with, um, to a great extent, emotional lack of love for oneself, then what are some things that you could do to just pamper yourself? And I've had to ask myself, what are some, for me, I'm still single, but some years ago, um, I remember asking myself, what are some things that you would like for this person to do for you? And yeah. why are you waiting for somebody else to do it for you? So I go right. to the, to the, to the um, grocery or the supermarket and if I see some beautiful flowers, guess what? I'd buy it for myself and I place it on the table. Um, right you know go for a massage get my feet done um, put the essential oils on with some nice music a good book and a glass of wine right. <laughs> dim the lights and enjoy it you know and what I found was that when I started pampering myself I remember the first time I got taken out and I got I was given a bunch of tulips my favorite flowers I didn't tell anybody you know but I received it because I, I what I received was that when you start taking care of yourself you teach people how to treat you absolutely so what i have found is that everything i receive now from the external has come as a result of me learning to love me first yes. and it's almost like i'm telling people hey i value myself so if you're coming close to me guess what <laughs> right right yeah it's not yeah. you know um the the uh, allowing or the being open to receive um, the experience may not be immediate. It might yeah. be that you get, you know, a friend sends you an article or you have a television show that you're watching in a moment just gives you something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's those moments because you're aware of it that you have that like, Oh, that's the answer I was looking for. Exactly. Uh, those are fun moments because mm -hmm. it literally, and I was standing there sobbing because my car needed repaired. And I'm <laughs> like, are you that upset over the car? And I'm like, honey, this isn't about the car. <laughs> it's all about the car. Well, what's it about? And I said, yeah, stay, you know, whatever, whatever. And it was, it was those moments that I got an opportunity to connect with what was going on. Um, and so, yeah, those, those awareness moments are really nice because it does give you those the the whys you've been looking for that that often leave us stumped like why am i still stuck here i don't want to be stuck anymore why is this happening 
And then all of a sudden you'll have an article appear or someone will hand you a book and tell you, hey, I'm reading a super cool book. I think you should read it too. And you order it off Amazon and you have no idea why you're ordering it off and or Barnes and Noble and you get it in the mail and you flip it open and you go, oh. Exactly. <laughs> um, I remember some years ago, um, just like you mentioned with, with me, food has always been a comfort thing. And so um, I've had a better relationship. I remember one morning, I'm, I'm saying something, but I was going back to how this came to me. I woke up one morning, my friend and I ever so often, we go through our goals together. And I remember writing on a paper, I said, I want to have a spiritual relationship with food. And she said, oh my God, I don't know where you got that from, but that sounds amazing. I said, yeah, I just had this thought that I don't want to struggle with food. I just, I want us to be friends. I want us to have a spiritual relationship, just like every other area in my life. It was a Sunday morning and later the day, TV was on and here is Oprah speaking to this lady who's talking about a book that she had. Um, hold on. I have it right here. Hold on. 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 <laughs> women, wow. food, and God. And I thought, well, if this isn't for me, I don't know who it's for, right? So right there and then, when I'm looking at Super Soul Sunday, I get on Amazon and I get it right away. <laughs> right? You know, because I thought, okay, I put the question out there. Here's the answer. Why not? You know? And to be honest with you, I have not completed, it's been a while, it's been a couple, maybe three years now. Um, I've not completed the book. But what stood out for me was here it was, I had a desire and here was the answer coming to me. I didn't have to go looking for it. It came to me. And what I discovered was just the fact that I had put that intention out there. That was just one avenue. I read one chapter and I was like, oh, I got it. And yeah. then experiences started lining up with that chapter that I read and everything just came together for me. You know, there's still right. days, <laughs> there's still days. But one of the biggest things, like I said before, you tell yourself where I am is where I am and that's okay. You know, yeah. has to be okay. Once yeah, someone gets to the point where something is no longer an issue, you don't have to teach to them. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to convince them and you don't have to try to control them. Right. It just falls away naturally. Yes. Yes. And, and you made a good point is you, um, you say, what, what is it I need here? Or, or yeah. answer the question, why? Right. What, then, what, is, what is it that you're trying to show yeah. me in this moment? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then release it. Mm -hmm. Because if you stay focused on it, it's almost as if you put this resistance barrier yeah. up. Yeah. Because you're focusing on what, where you're stuck instead of where you're going. Exactly. It yeah. becomes a focus on the problem now and then you can't see the solution as long as you're still on the problem. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, it was Einstein who said you can't solve the problem at the level of the problem. Exactly. It's two different vibrations. Absolutely. Vib once I heard, I think it was Abraham Hicks, once I heard that, I learned, I would say, it, it resonated it. When I hear something and it just clicks, it's because it's already there, right? So yes. I, uh, you know, being in church and hearing people praying about the same thing over and over again and not getting any answers, I would ask the question, like, what type of God is this that I have to keep begging you, begging you, begging you over and over again? And then one day I heard um, Abraham Hicks said that 
the vibration of the problem of the prayer and the vibration of the answer to the prayer are two different places. So if yeah. you want the answer, you have to get off the asking and start thinking for the solution. Yes. That to me was like a boom, there's the answer right there. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, there's a because there's a lot going on in the world right now, and I, I consistently see people on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm so afraid this world's falling apart, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, I'm praying that, you know, such and such um, goes away. And I'm like, don't pray that it goes away. Pray for what you want. So if you want children to be freed from sex trafficking, pray for freedom for children. Okay. It's, and ask for what you want and put, and that's exactly right. Because the vibration of the solution is at a totally different frequency than the vibration of the problem. And guess what? Um, and you we're know, that power versus force, at, you know, where fear, fear and anger are down here and love and compassion are up here vibrating in a completely different place. Right. Something that I've become very aware of is that we really do live in a parallel, for lack of a better term, parallel universe. And mm -hmm. whatever you're experiencing at this time, it's okay because that's where you're at, but whatever you're experiencing is a direct reflection of where you are vibrationally. Because while there are some people experiencing all the problems and doomsday happening around them, there are people who are seeing all the opportunities that await. There are people who are, things are really turning around for them in the midst of this crisis. There are people yeah. who are um, building so much hope after being in a place of destitute in the midst of this crisis. Right? right. So wherever you right. shift your focus to, that's what you're going to experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking mm -hmm. anybody to try and work to make it happen. I think the first thing to acknowledge is this is where I'm at in the midst of this. Right. Yeah. But to also acknowledge that whatever emotion you're experiencing in the, in this moment, something equally, um, something exists on another end of that same spectrum. All right. Mm -hmm. To the magnitude that you feel depression is to the magnitude you can experience bliss. That mm -hmm. bliss exists, right? So the fact yeah. that you're experiencing this right now is evidence that you can experience the other side of that as well. Yeah. Mm. That's powerful. <laughs> that's very powerful. Well, I think that's a really good place to close for today. Mm -hmm. That's yes. amazing. Yes. Thank you. You're and welcome. Do you have any more to add? That no, was super I think powerful. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I grab my mic and drop it, but I don't want to break it. Um, <laughs> so that was a mic drop for sure. So thank you. Awesome. That was incredible. Thank you I enjoyed so much. the conversation what a today. And, and very appropriate for today. Mm -hmm. Because what I see is a lot of people that that are very not loving themselves. And boy, we want so much more for ourselves mm -hmm. and many other people so all right well good thank you again jerry lynn and i look forward to our next conversation yes. as always me too all right <laughs> all right bye -bye. all right bye bye hi it's juliana sauber traditional naturopath and health detective we often have mysteries in our health we aren't sure why something is happening. 
it keeps coming back and we can't get any answers. I was in the same place that you're in. And that's why I studied naturopathy and am so passionate about helping you to dissolve your health mysteries and create a lifestyle that helps you to be healthy, to be in control of your health and feel confident going through the world. In addition to helping you to manage the energy flow in your body with helping you to resolve emotional traumas and turmoils, to cleanse and detoxify, to feel amazingly well, to be happy in your life, settled and coming into your own, empowered and strengthened and knowing who you are and what you want in life. One-on-one -on -one consultations are available along with energy and emotional release sessions, bioenergetic analysis, which allows you to answer so many questions about what your body needs to be at its most optimum and healthy. You can find me at www.wholebodyrenewalcenter.com, Whole Body Renewal Center on Facebook. My phone number is 269-815-6354 and also Defy Gravity on all podcast major platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Don't be slowed down because you're not in Michigan. I can work with anyone anywhere. So if you're ready to solve your health mysteries, if you're ready to get your energy balanced and flowing well to be peaceful, happy, and to know what your life is going to look like for the future, then please get in touch with me and let's get you started on an amazing program. Take care. God bless. Have a great day.